Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into hour number two of the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you here on a Monday morning live on Sports Grid. We open it up with the World Series. Last night was game five in Atlanta, a 4 nothing first inning lead after an Adam Duvall grand slam quickly evaporated for Atlanta as they lost 9-5 overall. This series goes back to Houston. The Astros need to win two straight but both in their ballpark here. We've already got some lines looking, uh, Donnie, for tomorrow's game number six. But overall, what do you think the temperature of this series is? Atlanta has the series lead. Houston, though, has home field. You know what? If Let's rewind to the beginning of the series and say, let's play this out in our minds, Kevin. On the road to open the series, a two-game series, a two-game split, or excuse me, two games in Houston. The Atlanta Braves get a split to go back home 1-1. Perfect scenario. You can't draw it up any better than that. And then you say, okay, there's going to be three home games in Atlanta, and the Braves are going to win two out of three. Oh, my, sign me up. Sign me, immediately sign me up for the Atlanta Braves. That is exactly what you wanted to have happen. And then knowing going into last night, you had a 3-1 to lead being in the Atlanta Braves. You go up with a grand slam at home in the first inning. You end up losing that game. It is a disaster scenario for right now when before the series started, you would have signed up all day and I'd say, I got a 3-2 lead going back to Houston. I just need to win one of the two and I can win the World Series. That's the way I want to go. Not the case here. That is a devastating loss. And it also comes back into play, Kevin. You're talking about frontline starting pitching. You're in a closeout game. You're throwing basically a bullpen. You're throwing a bullpen for the Atlanta Braves and you got smoked and gave up nine runs. So now you say, okay, let's give it back to our stopper out here. You know, Freed. Stopping what? I don't know what he's stopping here because the last two games was absolutely hemorrhaging runs and looks like he shouldn't be out there in the postseason. This is devastation here for the Braves. You should have won last night. You might even feel better, Kevin, if it was on the other shoe where it's like, oh, the Houston Astros got a 4 to nothing in the first inning. They just blew us out 9-5. to five. We never had a chance. All right, let's lick our wounds here. Let's go back for game six and seven in Houston and win this one. The elation mm-hmm. that you got from that grand slam. You know the fans in the stands, the front office, the manager, the players. You get a 4 nothing. This is our night. We're closing it out right now, and you didn't. That's damaging to me. It is. You can't argue against that. With that being said, Atlanta already had a loss this postseason, Donnie, of, I think, comparable pain. Remember game three in L.A.? 5-2 lead, bottom of the eighth inning. Cody Bellinger, three-run blast, ties it at 5-5. They take the 6-5 lead in that game. A chance to go up 3-0 on the defending World Series champs. And the Braves go, that's all right. We'll just win the next game. We're not worried about it. And and they were up 3-1, and they closed it out in Atlanta. And also, as much as I know you didn't want to go back to Houston, this team has already won in this ballpark. 
Boston won in this ballpark here. Remember when the Astros lost the World Series to the Washington Nationals and not a single team won a home game? You can win in this ballpark overall. Where this gets fascinating, though, Donnie, as you mentioned, looking at these game six lines here, Louis Garcia, Max Fried. The last time Max Fried took the ball, this game was essentially pick in Houston. It's now plus 102 for Atlanta. It's a price with a total of nine. I think we are seeing Freed now being priced much differently than he was entering that last game, and with good reason. The last two outings for Freed, complete nightmare starts. Five earned in both of those outings as the radio audience enters the fold, and we appreciate all those tuning into the early line on Sports Grid Radio, talking some World Series here on a Monday morning. Donnie, we'll break this game down in full tomorrow, no doubt, but I wonder the early vibes around Atlanta if they trust their ace getting the ball with the way he's been there last two times. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be tough. Now from a Braves perspective, you expect him to be a good pitcher. We understand that. But from a mental aspect from the pitcher himself, knowing that it's a lot different with him, man, I was awesome. I went seven and a third last time, gave up one earned run, nine K as we won the baseball game, as opposed to I got killed last time. Now everything's going to be riding on my shoulder. We can win the World Series if I pitch well in this game. Maybe it's a little bit too much, but I thought Matt Freed was the better pitcher the last time he started in his game and the Braves would win. That wasn't the case here. So am I going to go back to the table and say, I think he's the better pitcher in this one? Not necessarily, because you're right. At the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, it's a minus 120 in the favor of the Houston Astros. And I agree with it. Until Max Freed shows me in the, you know, hey, it's five and two-thirds mm-hmm. innings, one earned run, then get pulled early to head to the bullpen with a two-to-one lead heading down the back stretch. I can't bet with Max Freed until I see it on the diamond. And before I see it, it might be too late, Kevin. Looking also, Donnie, this updated World Series MVP market here, the one thing we've talked about is how the plus money was going nowhere, and that is the case. Your favorite is Soler at 5-1. to one. There are six se- separate players, sub 10-1. to one. But even Darno, who's 10-1 to one here, should have a legitimate argument, leads the Atlanta Braves in total bases, multiple home runs here, and a 350 batting average for this series. I don't know if anybody has the inside edge here, Donnie. It feels like whoever has a big game six for, say, Atlanta, if they close it out, that's your World Series MVP. Makes a tough market to bet. Yeah, tie game in Atlanta yesterday. Freddie Freeman hits a solo home run. It's like the coronation, right? There it is. Like, if they go on to mm-hmm. win the games because Freddie Freeman broke the tie and we all want to give him the World Series MVP. But you're right. Still a couple games left here. Jorge Soler, 5-1. to one. Adam Duvall, plus 650. Freddie Freeman still sitting there at 7-1. to one. So, obviously, you have the Braves on top. Why? Because they're the leaders in the series right now. It could change dramatically after tomorrow night's game. It's all up for grabs once again. We will get back to that World Series tomorrow. But up next... College football, Heisman updates, top 25 updates, some interesting stuff to break down. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. College football tomorrow. We will get the first unveiling of the college football playoff committee's rankings, which then take precedent over the AP top 25. We get to see where some of these teams start to land. One team that perhaps Donnie might have placed themselves in the top four, Michigan State. The Spartans beat Michigan 37 to 33, a game that they at one point trailed 30 to 14. Kenneth Walker, buck 97 and five touchdowns on the ground. Sparty there makes an argument 8 0 on the season. They do make an argument in this one. I have to tell you, you're taking a look at this game where you're heading into it. And it was joked about, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, they didn't even play anybody, but they certainly had to play each other here as two top 10 teams. And right out of the gate, it's like, man, Michigan is so far and away the better team. And maybe Michigan State was just a running back and got a lot of lucky breaks. Not the case in this one. You're taking a look at Kenneth Walker, 23 carries, 197 yards, and five touchdowns. Kevin, when you're trying to do something to win a major award, Typically, we say in the NFL, like, oh, we don't want to give it to, you know, Derrick Henry in the backfield. But if he does something historic, you have to do that. Shohei Otani in Major League Baseball. It doesn't matter what anybody else did. You had a pitcher dominate on the mound and rake at the plate. He's going to win the MVP award. So when you take a look at the Heisman, which technically is the MVP award here in in college football, five Mm -hmm. touchdowns. Nobody did that against Michigan. Now he does it in the biggest stage on, you know, a major game on Saturday to propel his team into the top five now. Impressive performance all the way around for Michigan State because this wasn't one, Kevin, where Michigan State got out 21 to nothing and held on to win. They had to come back multiple times in this game and show they were the better overall football team. Big time win by Michigan State, and they deserve now to be in the top five. I think for Michigan State, it obviously was tremendous. But overall, eh, I don't know. if. They, and listen, you know I'm as hard as anybody's been on Cincinnati – is that a better win than at Notre Dame? I'm not sure. Michigan State's the only team that actually looked worse against Indiana than Cincinnati did. Michigan State's going to clearly be in the race. They, unlike Cincinnati, control their own destiny. It'll be really interesting to see what happens when they play Ohio State. But am I going to be upset if that team is ranked below an Oklahoma, an Ohio State, an Oregon, and Alabama? No, not necessarily. But I do think that that was something that they absolutely needed to do because their season would have been over had they lost that game to Michigan. So give them all the credit in the world. We mentioned Ohio State, Donnie. This feels like a game perhaps where some people had mixed opinions on how impressive this win was for the Buckeyes because they ended up 18.5-point favorites. You said to the people on Friday, you said, listen, man, square or not, that's too many points here in this game. And it was too many points. Ohio State still got the job done winning this game 33 24. 
Yeah, only in America here in college football that you would take a look at a top-five team in Ohio State winning by nine points at home against a top-20 program, and you were very disappointed in the outcome. But that's where we're here. When you have one loss in college football, it's not so much about you winning the football game. It's how you win the football game. And you're right. Just take a look at that overall line. It's like, you know, you're getting a little bit of a depressed market here because Sean Clifford is actually coming to this game as healthy as he can be, which he was banged up the past couple weeks. And maybe if they had Sean Clifford all the way along, they would have came in here as a top 10 football team also for Penn State. So that's Mm -hmm. a nice win by Ohio State, 33 to 24. Would have liked to see them win by more because of that. Hey, if we need that extra bump to knock out Cincinnati, who's unbeaten, you know, we have one loss. You probably could have used a little bit better. But again, you almost won by double digits in your home building against a top 20 opponent in your conference. I'll take that every step of the week. Ohio State, to me, is going to make the college football playoff. Yeah, their numbers will reflect it as well, I believe, when the make markets come out. Though, if the committee puts them at like a six. Maybe some value could be created. I'll also say the most points Penn State gave up all year was 23. They've only given up over 20 once. Ohio State put up 33 on a very, very good defense. Had Penn State not lost to Illinois, this maybe would have been a 10-point spread, and you would have said, okay, that's a legitimate win there by Ohio State. C.J. Stroud throwing for 305 at a touchdown is now the second choice for the Heisman Award here overall. Matt Corral. Not a good game against Auburn, which was a big one in the SEC. But I thought the biggest game in the SEC was Georgia-Florida. I get it. Number one team in the country against an unranked team. But this is always a big game. The cocktail party. Florida was off of a bye. Non-competitive. They were almost shut out for the first time. I think it was since like 1988. Georgia's defense is every bit as good as they say. There's a lot of suspense, Donnie, for those rankings. Not about number one overall. About as easy as it gets to figure out who the best team in the country is. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. It really is. You take a look, and even in this football game, 10 of 19 for 161 yards and a touchdown by Stetson Bennett. It didn't matter at all. I mean, this team was up 24 to nothing at the break, and they were cruising here. Now, the one question is going to be coming up in the SEC championship game if it gets there between Georgia and Alabama. It's a shame to me that Alabama lost a football game this year to Texas A&M because as a college football fan, I like to see the two best teams play as many times as they can because the simple fact is if they would have both met undefeated in the SEC title game, both of those teams, regardless of the outcome in that game would have been elected to go to the college football playoff and then probably met again. We're, I don't think we're going to get that here. Now, if Alabama gets the SEC title game and beats Georgia, we will get that. But at this time right now, I think Alabama is a really talented football team. But I don't think there's anybody close right now to Georgia. I really don't, Kevin. I completely agree. And again, it's why Alabama being a near minus $2 favorite to make the college football playoff does not line up. They're not getting in with two losses. I get it. It's Alabama. It's not going to happen. And no. Oh, but what if they only lose by a field goal? So what? They're going to get put in as four and play Georgia again? That doesn't even, that's, that's unfair to Georgia. So if you want to back Bama to make the CFP, they're plus 160 to win the SEC. Georgia's minus 200. That's your value play on Alabama there at plus 160. Talking about value. 40 to 1. 50 to 1. Heisman candidate. Checks in now. Plus 850. Who else? Caleb Williams. A six-touchdown game against Texas Tech. Listen, I get it, Donnie. He's played three and a half games of football, essentially. There is no player in college football that can claim to saving a season. Stroud is a part of a system. Bryce Young is a part of a system. Caleb Williams 
saved the system. Spencer Rattler and this team were absolutely doomed. And the interesting thing is, OU now goes at Baylor, Iowa State, at Oak State. They probably lose a game there. But if they don't, this kid might really be able to win this award playing about six games. And uh, you would be correct on this. But this is the part where I joked a couple weeks ago, and I said Spencer Rattler has to be the most angriest upset kid in the room because he saw if he could just slip by Texas, he was going to get TCU Kansas and Texas Tech, and everybody would love him again. He probably signed another million dollars in NIL deals just over those three games. But the fact that Caleb Williams got those, you saw the writing on the wall. And if you're just an oddsman like we are, it was smart to take the odds favorite here for the Heisman on Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. Why? Because he was going to put up ridiculous numbers against these football teams. Have you ever saw the meme on Twitter where you have the dumpster on fire floating down the street in a flood? That's who Caleb Williams just played the last three games. Now, he's going to play a ranked team on the road in Baylor. He's going to play a good Iowa State football team. He's going to go on the road and take on a very good here Oklahoma State team in Bedlam in the last game. So we'll see what he's made up here. But this is no surprise to me whatsoever. Anybody could have put these numbers up the past three weeks here in that Sooners offense. And we'll see if Caleb Williams can continue that because now you're right. Sitting there at a plus 850. Now we'll see the real test coming over the next couple weeks. Anybody could have done it other than Spencer Rattler, evidently. <laughs> that And, like, Rattler basically is the case for Kayla Williams. But you're right. And at the end of the day, folks, I wouldn't bet Kayla Williams a plus 850 anymore. 40 to 1 was your number. 50 to 1 was your number. Plus 850, now you got to go out there and win the thing. And it's going to be tough for them to go out there and stay unbeaten. And do they need to do that to make the college football playoff? It's going to be fascinating. I cannot wait to finally see how those rankings unveil the college football season. Feels like it's just getting started. We transition to some preview. We'll start it off in the NBA on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. We transition to some preview for the day. We'll start it off in the NBA with the headline game. Damian Lillard against his future team, perhaps. 
I don't even know if Sixers fans want this guy anymore. Damian Lillard averaged about 18 points per game. The Blazers on the road are six-point dogs against the Philadelphia 76ers. Donnie, this total is 220 and a half. An interesting game where Dame maybe tries to tank his value to make the Simmons-Lillard swap look a little bit better. Yeah, because you're trying to take a look at, and, and, you know, granted, because we look at the two players in the NBA, which you got to credit them here because we don't like teams that, or excuse me, players that jump ship on their teams. It looks like they can no longer use the team to their advantage. We talk about like Bradley Beal in Washington. Washington's actually having a decent year to start the season at five and one. It's like, man, why is he continuing to stick around? I can't believe he says he likes the area and he wants to help this team. They stink. He's got to get out of town because you just see so many teams or some, excuse me, so many players jump teams, jump ship to other teams and then you take a look at dame lillard who repeatedly says i don't want to go anywhere and everybody goes oh dame you're never going to win a ring again which is the same thing we chastise people for chasing rings and then we chastise them mm-hmm. again for not chasing rings but you're right damian lillard to philadelphia would be sensational stuff particularly to philadelphia 76ers fans if it goes down to basically a straight up trade for ben simmons and maybe a couple pick swaps here to send him out to portland but taking a look at this game tonight the three and three blazers come to philadelphia against the four two 76ers over the past couple of years sixers are a very good home team and i look for that to continue tonight but when you hear joel and b talk and he's right kevin they're winning but they're not playing winning basketball, if that makes sense. This isn't a complete team here, still trying mm-hmm. to find their way. And if you get hot with McCollum, if you get hot with, you know, Dame on the court, that six points might be a little bit too much for me to take in this game. Maybe looking for a dog price here in the city of brotherly love for me with the Trailblazers tonight. Ah, I'm not sure. Portland's on the second leg of a back-to-back. Their two road performances have been horrific to watch. They were favored in Charlotte and lost by 12. Also... LaMelo Ball is becoming a bit of an enemy of Donnie and I, which I don't like because I'm a massive, massive LaMelo Ball fan. But that guy's Uh. not helping us whatsoever. He took down an odds boost where he and Jimmy Butler needed to combine for 40. Jimmy Butler scored 32 points. We lost that bet. LaMelo last night made about 15 threes against the Portland Trailblazers. I was disgusted, to say the least. Their other road performance, they being the Portland Trailblazers, was getting blasted by 30 by the L.A. Clippers. I think perhaps, Donnie, the safest way to play it, because you're right, the Sixers can be an odd team. The Blazers can get hot. A Sixers team total, both opponents going over their team total when the Blazers were on the road. That number tonight, just kind of looking at it, maybe a 113-ish spot, which is what the Sixers have averaged at home this year. Put up 122 in their last game out against Atlanta. I think Philly getting hot at home could make some legitimate sense here uh, as well. I just, I don't trust what Portland's bringing to the table right now. Also, too, early season NBA, second leg of a back-to-back, we're getting adjusted to who plays for teams and who doesn't. It doesn't surprise me if one or two key pieces could be out for Portland. No, you're right. And, but I'm, I'm just looking from a Sixers perspective in this one, Kevin. So I'm, I'm trying to try to quantify what I'm getting out of the Sixers early. And we know Joel Embiid, look, you need this guy for the long haul, right? He can't be playing tons of minutes every single night. Sooner or later, it's going to catch mm-hmm. up. And if he goes down with an injury, that's going to leave the Sixers with a gaping hole in the middle. And I don't think that's what they want. So I'm looking at this one tonight. If the Sixers do win, which I think they can, sure I do. I just think in the last couple minutes of games, which we've seen quite a bit, where teams where they have down and dead to rights, let them Mm -hmm. come back into basketball games. I think that could be a case tonight.
It's a good point. It's part of the reason why Donnie often tells people betting spreads is a very dangerous way to live because you can never shut a game off, mm. especially yes. a Sixers game where you've laid a number. How about Bulls Celtics here? What a fat Chicago, 5-1. and one. They beat the Utah yeah. Jazz, who were the last unbeaten team. Donnie, the CLV machine is overwhelmed with mm. Donnie to make the playoff bet here. Yeah. And then there's the Boston Celtics. 0-2 at home, 2-4 and four overall. Just lost back-to-back games to the Washington Wizards here, Donnie. This is a night where the Celtics are two-point favorites. It feels like bookmakers are hanging on by a thread. Like, we can't make Boston a dog. We know everybody's going to bet the Bulls. Please, Boston, win this game. But they've done nothing to suggest they actually will. No, certainly not. And you're right. What has trusted you with the Boston Celtics and you spending your hard-earned money on them at this point? I don't know. When we look at Jason Tatum, you rant and rave every time we go on live on In Play Sports tonight. Man, there's Jason Tatum with another ah, performance here. Usage rate off the charts, uh-huh. but not translating into actual wins for the Celtics. And this is my Chicago Bulls. Look, I lifted the city, Kevin. I lifted the city of Buffalo on my shoulders and said, you guys can do it. Just listen to me. I got you here. Now, when I climb on board the Chicago Bulls before the season started, and you're going to ask me six games in if I don't know if they can beat the Boston Celtics on the road, are you kidding me? There's two guys in Chicago you need to know about, Michael Jordan and Donnie Wrightside. We both got you covered here. It's okay. It's okay. A consistent one-two battle between those two for King of Chicago as well. I, would, I don't know where Matt Nagy falls on that list oh, somewhere. Somehow, though, higher than Vic Fangio. Give that man the Coach of the Year award you didn't deserve. I'll say this on the Celtics, Donnie. They allow the most points per game in the NBA. A part of that, they've played five overtime periods already this season. They're still giving up over 111, though, per game in regulation. A Bulls team total could perhaps make a little bit of sense here tonight against Boston. Maybe just the game under 217 and a half. But again, every Celtics game finds its way to overtime, which is always difficult if you're willing to get to the window on an under. Another interesting game. Donnie's talking about saving the city of Chicago. I'm trying, Toronto. I'm trying. And the Raptors are... Listen, I got to tell you, folks, at the end of the day, is it about being right or about winning? I said the Raptors would never lose... At home. Uh, apparently, they were just road warriors. A little 2-0 here to start the season on the road. On the road against a Knicks team that looks as good as the East perhaps has to offer. Six and a half point dogs. This total, 2-11 right now, Donnie. Knicks host the Raptors at the Garden. Yeah, let me give you, in, in play sports tonight, we're going to spend a lot of time talking Monday Night Football, and rightfully so. But this game might have to be included in somehow of a three-point prop or maybe my, at my favorite bet, the double-double for Julius Randle. Let's go over the last couple games here in the preseason for the Knicks. Just going to read some numbers to you. 125, 117, 108, and 115. That's how many points they scored. In games that didn't matter, let's flip it over to the regular season here, Kevin. 138, 121, 104, 112, 104, and 123. The Knicks are a scoring machine. So we will be playing three-point player props tonight. We will be playing double-doubles. We will be invested tonight in the New York Knicks. But at the same time, Kevin, I guess you want to hear me tell you, maybe it'll be 128, 126 Toronto Raptors with the finals. So everybody is happy tonight. You'd love to see it. It'd be a big win for the Raptors, I will say. 
I will say, hey, listen, and then that's the hey, listen. No Chris Sale situations here on the early line. That's what we always try and avoid. The in-play mm. sports tonight, folks, will understand that. Overall, Toronto had one last two night. and zero against the number as a dog. I know I did two and zero as well straight up as an underdog on the road. I think six and a half maybe a little bit too much here for this Toronto team that looks like they're starting to play some better basketball here. The Knicks, though, I don't know if their totals really should be 211s anymore. They, they just play a different brand. How about Nuggets-Grizzlies here? What an interesting game. Memphis lays one and a half at home. This total is 215 and a half. And you look at this total, and sometimes you see games where the total is representative of one team. It feels like the books are doing what they can to split the middle here. Memphis, 4-2 and two to the over, 2-0 and oh at home with both games featuring well above 230. Denver on the season, 5-1 and one under, and boy, do they have some unders. I mean, games that aren't even knocking on the door of 200 points here, Donnie. A fascinating one between Memphis and Denver. Yeah, I'm going to go with the road team in this one. I'll take the slight dog here on the road. You know, Monte Morris, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic yeah. to match up. We know John Morant, certainly a talented guy. But if I'm just looking for a pedigree of a basketball team, maybe the Minnesota, excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies, not all the way there yet. I'll take the Denver Nuggets in this game. And by the way, quick little story. When we talk about those Chris Sales sort of opportunities, there's two different Donnie Wright sides. There's on air, Donnie, that you can convince just about anything to happen, Kevin. And there's the on, on off air Donnie Wright side as the text matches back and forth. Do you like this? No, nah, not really. Are you sure you don't like this? No, nah, I don't think so tonight, Kevin. I don't understand this. What's going on behind the scenes here? So tonight, you can talk me into anything, Kevin. If you say you like the Memphis Grizzlies and we should go with a double-double or maybe a player double-double yeah. special here, I will give that to you tonight. But sometimes off the air, Kevin, that the people don't know, hard to convince DRS to jump on board sometimes. Folks, I texted Donnie last night about an NFL odds boost. Do you like the NFL odds boost? This is what Donnie wrote, wrote back to me. It really, it really what tired him. I wrote, no. Just wrote, no. Like I was some pest bothering him. I said, what's the deal? No faith in Cooper Rush? He goes, he'll be okay. What's the deal then, man? Donnie had the almanac. He knew that game wasn't going to go well. Send me to the Wolves. He was like, ah, he'll be okay. That was all I needed. I'm out there betting boosts left and right, being left to dry. And But this is the thing. Tonight, he's not getting away with that. I am getting Donnie on 500 passing yards and four passing touchdowns tonight. Oh, no way. Where I'm kicking him off. Get, in place 200 for yards you, is tough for one guy, man. That's crazy. No, no, no. We're gonna do, the match specials are around the corner as well here, Monday Night Football. Donnie Rideside will explain himself. And we'll talk about the Eagles. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Monday Night Football Preview is on deck. The Chiefs host the New York Giants, but we bring up one more result from the NFC East finishing out Week 8. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road beat the Detroit Lions 44-6. to This game goes over because of a very odd decision from Nick Sirianni to kick a field goal, 4th and 4, in Detroit territory. You always go for that and get it and knee it out or let Detroit do nothing. I don't know why Nick Sirianni kicked that field goal, cost my under on the pick six, which was frustrating. But what was not frustrating is the Eagles playing a bad team and absolutely dusting them, Donnie. 44-6 to final, and I know you were rolling with the Birds' offense in this one. Yeah, it was, it was a nice day yesterday. And by the way, Kevin, don't you understand here? Look, special teams got to get out there. You got to get the film work in. He's, look, oh, this Because the game is a blowout. You got to still practice oh to make goodness. sure you have your P's and Q's late in the season. But getting back to the Philadelphia Eagles, 44 points in this game. 44-6 to six blowout. There were people in Philadelphia that thought that the Detroit Lions, if they won this game, Nick Sirianni might be fired, and maybe rightfully so, from an 0-7 Detroit team. But they came in with a great game plan. Everything it seemed to do worked. And even using Jalen Rager, that I screamed, make him a running back. They were running the football with Jalen Rager with success, and it was great to watch. And, of course, he gets injured. So the week before, you're looking at the Raiders game, right? Oh, we're running the football with Miles Sanders. Of course he gets injured. But the Philadelphia Eagles were able to make the necessary adjustments. You got 103 yards passing out of your starting quarterback in a game where your team scored 44 points. That is absolutely amazing. Why? You had 46 running plays in this game. Now, granted, Jalen Hurts was 7 for 71. Not really designed runs, but they still count as rushes. 46 carries, 236 yards, 5.5, excuse me, 5.1 yards per carry, along with four rushing touchdowns. A sensational performance by that Eagles offensive line. But again, we know this, right, Kevin? The Eagles are good against teams that they should beat. When you step up in competition, it makes it a little bit harder. The Chargers are coming to town this weekend. But overall here, I don't know what is left for the Detroit Lions. You had Jared Goff in this game throw 34 passes for only 222 yards and no touchdowns, getting sacked on fourth, fourth down plays, throwing the ball out of bounds on fourth down plays. Give your team a chance here. Maybe David Blau, the backup quarterback, isn't the answer. But you know who isn't the answer? Jared Goff, the quarterback, who's been a disaster since he's not been coached anymore by Sean McVay and dialing up those plays. Detroit's got a long way to go, Kevin. The worst thing you can say about a team is not that they don't play hard. They're just not talented at all, Detroit. They are not talented, but also, Donnie, they have now rotated covers each and every week. Dan Campbell is able to get this team up for games. It's hard, though, to then lose in devastating fashion and do it again. And look at the last two. So we have seen this team catch about three points or so on a spread. Just take a look at this, okay? They went to Baltimore and lost on the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. They were then three-point dogs to the Chicago Bears and lost by 10. Minnesota, they were up about less than a minute to go. Minnesota gets a game-winning field goal. Cincinnati at home, maybe this is their game. It was by 23 points. 
They unload the clip against the Rams play like it is their Super Bowl. Three-point home dogs. Eagles blast them by almost 40 points. They rotate covers. They're really bad. They can get up once. They cannot get up twice. As Donnie said, they don't have the talent. Here's the thing on the Philadelphia Eagles, though, Donnie. When they don't play Super Bowl contenders, they look kind of good. You look at the schedule, Donnie. Home versus the Chargers. At the Broncos. Home versus Trevor Simeon and the Saints. And then it's two Giants games. Two Washington games. The Jets. Three and five. The seventh spot in the NFC. You can't tell me it's not live for this team. It's the schedule. It's now in their favor. Look, they got to put the results up. But if the number's big enough, they might be worth a play to make the postseason. Yeah, we'll see how they, they stack up this weekend. Because, again, you're not getting one of the elite teams coming to town. But you are getting them at home at a 4 o'clock range where you should be able to win this football game at home. But also, we've said that before. You know, just marginally talented teams give the Eagles issues where maybe some of the bottom feeders don't, particularly with the teams that they beat and the teams that they've lost too. But there is something to it. And I guess I do have to expand my mind when I take a look about the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL, the way it's structured. It's no longer six teams make the playoffs. It's seven teams make the playoffs. And it's seven games and you're right the same thing we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles coming in which I thought they'd be able to get to their team total at six and a half not because they would win a lot of football games on the front end but you can make it up on the back end your bye week kicks in you have a lot of divisional teams now the only thing that might stray me from that a little bit is you did play the Dallas Cowboys and you lost already which is okay because most teams are going to lose to them but it seems like to me, even though the back end of the schedule should be easier, look at all the issues that the Giants are having and the Washington football team with all the injuries. It seems to me that the Eagles are actually going to catch those football teams at the wrong time, even though they're not good, Kevin. You're probably going to get Washington with all its weapons back when you play them. The same thing with the Giants, where if you would have played them over the last couple of weeks, you could have picked up some victories here. So it will be interesting to see, but again, it was easier for the Eagles to win games on the back end of the schedule than the front end. They're sitting at three and five, which is about where they should be. We, I think we call it St. Louis Cardinals theory. Every single yeah. team here stinks. Well, someone's got to make that playoff spot. Yeah, in a wild card race. Donnie didn't like a single team. And then all of a sudden, my Cardinals jokes turned into a reality. Maybe the same could be said here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk Monday night football. Chiefs, Giants, Casey lays 10 and a half. Your total in this game is 52 and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs have played two teams in the NFC East. They have won in, by double digits in both. They scored 42 against the Eagles, 31 against Washington, covered both of those football games. Their only covers of the season. The New York Giants right now, a two and one record against the number on the road. Daniel Jones has been good on his career uh, against the number on the road. The Chiefs are laying 10 and a half points, Donnie. Do you back the Chiefs? Man, this, I can't stand this Chiefs team. I want to back this team every single week. It's always their week, but it's never their week. I, I, I got to think this is the Chiefs' role, but I think it every time. Yeah, we'll, t we'll take a look here at some of the prop bets in just a few moments. But the game itself here, right at the FanDuel Sportsbook, we sit at 10.5. This line opened up at FanDuel here at 12.5 and, and is dropping lower. And I do agree with it here. Over-under opened up at 50.5. That now sits at 52.5. Decent weather conditions, like cooler temperatures, Kevin. Mid-40s, but light winds. That's where you're always going to have the issues when you're trying to look at scoring, if there is any issues with scoring. But when you take a look, the Giants don't have a de good defense. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a good defense. There's no way I'm lining this game up for myself and saying, how can I try to play an under- unless I'm just going to be a contrarian yeah. in this. But also at the same time, 
You hear Patrick Mahomes say, I have to be better. Like, this is on me. I spoke in front of the football team and said, hey, look, you know, trust mm-hmm. me on this. I will get better. I will carry us here, and I'll certainly play better football as it w- goes down the road. But that's also something you don't really want to hear when you're talking about over-unders in games. And why I say that is Patrick Mahomes is built on, I can make every throw with my arm. So that means penalties downfield, big plays downfield, and possibly interceptions, which sometimes help the over depending on where they happen on the football field. So if you're trying to look at the Kansas City Chiefs now saying, hey, we can't turn the football over, does that mean a more timid approach from the Chiefs that we've seen over the past couple of years just is wide open and everybody's open here? Do they run the football more in this game? Do they just try to limit the turnovers and get out of here with the victory? Say, okay, second half of the season, we are going to be okay in this one. Because the one thing that we do know, Kevin, they continue to hang these lines up like a minus 10 and a half here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And everybody's only look here is we got to get the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the week that they finally do it. Did you hear Mahomes? Did you hear Andy Reid? We can't turn the football over. Now they know they can't turn it over, and they're going to play a complete game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get involved. They're going to wipe the Giants off the field. We know that's not the case with Kansas City. So I am looking towards the points in this game. Don't love it, but there's no way, Kevin, I can back the Kansas City Chiefs at over double digits. It's just not going to happen. It's it's totally a fair point. The, the, the Chiefs are they're almost addicting. In a weird, they keep pulling you back yep. because of, all right, well, listen, I, I get why they lost that game, but now this is the spot where they roll. The only thing is, this spot against a bad NFC East team, they have rolled both times. I think the over makes a lot of sense, though, Donnie. It feels the safe. If you like the Chiefs minus 10.5, you probably just bet the over. I doubt you like the Chiefs minus 10.5 because you think they're going to hold the Giants to 10 points or, or something along those lines. The Giants are 3-0 to the over on the road as well this season. You mentioned turning the football over. I just want to bring up a number. Patrick Mahomes is plus 124 to throw an interception. He has thrown a pick in seven straight games. Every game since week two, or six straight games, I guess that should be there. He's thrown nine overall on the season. I'm not saying I'm running to the window to bet this guy to throw a pick, Donnie, but it's fascinating to see in the same way where all of their spread numbers, right, are still the Super Bowl Chiefs. Mahomes to throw a pick should be a, would be a minus number if it was any other quarterback, but for him, it's still that plus price. It makes him interesting. Talk to me overall about the props market going into this game. Yeah, a couple good props markets. And I even uh, before the show, as I was checking it out, one of our standards here, which I look, I haven't done it yet, but it'll be there all day. And it's almost a 99.9% chance I'll be involved in this one. One or more touchdowns scored in each quarter tonight, which is boosted up from plus 120 to plus 150. If I'm going to get the Chiefs defense and the, and the Giants defense, that seems like a pretty good margin for me. Now, the one thing that we do know about Daniel Jones that we cheer on a lot, he doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns here. And only, actually only throw for more than two touch, excuse me, two touchdowns or more in only one game. And that game was the New Orleans Saints game where he threw exactly two touchdowns. There's been multiple games where he hasn't even thrown a single touchdown. And he did leave early one game as well, injured. Daniel Jones, any time touchdown tonight, Kevin, sitting there mm. at a plus 240 price. To run one in for Daniel Jones against his bad Kansas City football team, you know the Giants, even though they don't have the best offense here, they're going to be in the red zone multiple times. Daniel Jones is an athletic quarterback. I think that one sets up. But you know where I like, and this is me trying to 
say what I think should happen in this game from what I'm hearing. Now, it burned me a couple weeks ago. Wow, Sanders, he's going to run all over the Chiefs in this game. Well, wait, we don't even give him the football. I'm never going with the running back prop again, but yet here I am once again. Taking a look at the starter tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Darrell Williams, over 58 and a half rushing yards. Kansas City like to pass the football. You know, Patrick Mahomes wants to get back on the wagon here and show the team that he can lead him to victory. I get that. But if we're hearing the key words, we can't turn the football over as much as we are, Kevin. To me, that says we're going to run the football more, and I think we're going to take the lead back. Now, my favorite prop bet that appears here, I haven't bet it in a little bit, and I don't know if I'm going to wager on it tonight, and it sits at a plus 490. That is Mahomes and Jones, one mm. touchdown pass apiece in each half. So, again, Daniel Jones' first half touchdown, Daniel Jones' second half touchdown, Mahomes' first half touchdown pass, Mahomes' second half touchdown pass. That's at a 490. But keep in mind here, as I said earlier, this should get here. It should get here easily. But then again, look at Daniel Jones. Only one game this year, he's actually thrown for two touchdown passes. But in that game against New Orleans, Kevin, he threw for a first-half touchdown and a second-half touchdown. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on this one. I love it. I love that price, but I don't love Daniel Jones. should be interesting as I weigh this out the rest of the day today. And Mahomes, a minus-135 price to do that on his own. Crazy. Which is fascinating yeah. because you don't typically yep. see that. A couple of standard props here. Mahomes over 21.5 rush yards last week's Favorite yardage prop on the board. Has hit in five consecutive games. I think he keep riding this. And Donnie mentioned Darrell Williams minus 125 for an anytime touchdown score here. They gave him two touchdowns against Washington. They didn't score against the Titans. I think that's a more than live number overall. In play sports tonight. Myself and Donnie right side, 7 p.m. East Coast start time there. We'll go over all of the game specials and follow Monday Night Football in its entirety. Plus the live NBA slate and a lot more. But up next right here on SportsGrid, DRS will close out a Monday edition of the Early Line live on SportsGrid. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening on SiriusXM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Segment of the day for the early line right here on the Sports Grid Network playing armchair quarterback on a Monday is something that we love to do. Both myself, Danny Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, we had you covered here from 7 to 9 before we hand it off to Ben Stevens in the morning after, which I will be a part of for the first hour. 
I always like to spend these last couple minutes talking about some interesting topics here. And it comes from fandom. And it comes from the heart here. We take a look at the World Series and the Atlanta Braves. Well on their way to winning a World Series. Talked about it for the first few hours of the show today. What was going to happen? What we thought would take place before the series even started? That was if you said the Atlanta Braves would get a split of the first two games in Houston, you would have taken that. Headed back to Atlanta, winning two out of three games to take a series lead, which you were within one game of winning the World Series with two to play, you'd have taken that each and every time. But the way the World Series has played out, certainly not. Now for myself, cheering on my Philadelphia Eagles for my entire life, watching devastating loss after devastating loss after devastating loss in the NFC Championship games. I was in the stands for just about every single one of those. The only one I wasn't was with the Rams on the road where the Philadelphia Eagles lost and broke my heart. Then at home, the worst loss I've ever seen in my life, the 2002 NFC Championship game, last game ever at the vet. I walked out of that game as a zombie and didn't recover for weeks on end. Then they lost to the Carolina Panthers and finally made it back after beating the Atlanta Falcons. But I had to wait decades, it seems like, to get that Super Bowl championship, which I did in 2017 when they won it in Minnesota against the Patriots. Look at the team tonight. Look at the Atlanta Braves. The 28-3s could have all been a race last night with a grand slam in the first inning, and it wasn't meant to be as they lost 9-5. to And now you're looking at all those fans, all the upsets, all the losses, all the heartache and pain can be erased with one more win. It should have taken place last night, but sometimes it's just not meant to be. So for all the people down there in Atlanta cheering on your Braves, I got your back. Even though I'm not a Braves fan, I'm a Phillies fan. It's a shame. You deserve a championship. Hopefully you get it over the next two games. But that'll do it today for the early line. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to Ben Stevens ND on the morning after. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.